If you listen to the Vikings, they're going to extend Kirk Cousins. Whether or not we believe that, we should probably take a look at exactly how that would go down. And that's what we're going to do. A lot of math here on the Lockdown Vikings podcast. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. That part's going to come up a lot today. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at LukeBraunNFL. Show is on Twitter at LockedOnVikings. And today on the show. Oh, thank you so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen. Hashtag first listen every single day. Today is all about Kirk Cousins, not his play. We're not going to evaluate Kirk Cousins. I'm not going to complain about Kirk Cousins. It's about his contract. Because look, that is inexorable. Is that the right word? No. Inextricable. Inextricable from the evaluation of Kirk Cousins. A huge part of a lot of the people who detract against Kirk Cousins will say, look, he's a fine quarterback, but he's too expensive to justify fine, and you can't build a a team around him because he takes up too much of the salary cap. That is the whole deal. He has a $45 million cap hit in 2022. That's insane. That's that's beyond the pale, and so we got to do something about it. So, look, the Vikings have praised Kirk Cousins a ton. There has been a huge media blitz with Ian Rappaport and just like press conference answers. They are all pro Kirk Cousins and the whole uh, party line is that we like Kirk Cousins. We're going to build around Kirk Cousins. So let's take them at face value for a second, even if you think maybe it's a, the biggest smokescreen ever. Uh, let's put all that aside. Let's put aside whether or not we want the Vikings to extend Kirk Cousins, and let's just assume that that's going to happen. And let's try to mitigate the salary cap implications of that as much as possible. Let's find the best Kirk Cousins extension we can so that we know that when we're considering Kirk Cousins as an option, this is the option. And if the Vikings bork the contract or do something worse than that, then that's on them. But when you're saying, hey, I want Kirk Cousins to be a Minnesota Viking for the next few years, let's find the most optimal cost that should be that we can do. And I think that'll be a good exercise to like further define what that option is and whether or not you like it, you have a better idea of of what that option is and what it entails. So to do this, we're going to learn about some salary cap functions. You might already know about them, things like void years and prorated bonus and stuff. But if you don't, I'll explain those as we go. But before we get into doing that, I kind of need to lay down some ground rules and restrict myself a little bit because it would be very easy to look at Kirk Cousins and say, all right, you're you're barely a top 10. Maybe you're not even a top 10 quarterback. You're the 11th best quarterback in the league. I'm going to pay you as the 11th highest paid quarterback in the league. And that's going to mean that you have to take 25 million a year instead of 35, which is what your base salary was supposed to be. And you're going to accept it. And you're going to walk into the negotiation room with Kirk Cousins. And you're going to be like, you're not good enough to make this much money. And he's going to be like, you're right. I've been pulling the wool over your eyes. You got me. And I would have gotten a way with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids and he'll accept 
the contract that he deserves. No, that's not how negotiating tables work. It's not how they should work, right? Workers and their employers should be able to get into a table and negotiate and, and both perfectly selfish parties, perfectly rational is the economic word for it. And they should be able to, to come to the negotiating table with Kirk wanting to maximize his money and the Vikings wanting to maximize their cap space. And those two parties should come in and, and if they come to a deal, they come to a deal. And if they don't, they don't. That's how economies work. That's how markets work, or at least healthy ones, in my opinion. So let's pretend this is a healthy market. And and I do think it is with Kirk Cousins. He is a perfectly rational actor. He's going to maximize his own money and good on him for doing that. And the Vikings will try to minimize, right? Um, so that means I do not expect to get into a negotiating room and get Kirk Cousins to accept a deal that is anything but fully guaranteed. I'm not going to be able to lowball him. I'm not going to say, all right, you're going to accept $25 million a year and you're going to like it because he's not going to come to the table. He has a lot of leverage in this situation because he knows the Vikings don't want to pay $45 million. That's obvious, right? So he knows that he has the upper hand there. So I'm going to have to give him the amount he wants. And the only tools that I have at my disposal to deal with this are accounting tricks, the the weird nooks and crannies of the salary cap code that are abusable that teams abuse that I know about because teams are abusing them. Now, I think I saw somewhere that it was rumored that he wanted 40 million a year. I have no idea what the legitimacy of that rumor is. I don't even remember where I saw it. So I, I have no idea if that's legitimate, but it's a number I guess we can work with seems as good enough as good a number as any. And honestly, the total amount isn't the important thing that I really want you to focus on here anyway. So we'll work with that. So 40 million dollar a year fully guaranteed deal. We need to have that for Kirk Cousins. What can we do to that deal to make it workable? So that's what Cousins' camp needs. Here's what my camp needs, as if I'm pretending I'm the Vikings, I'm Rob Brzezinski here. I need this to not destroy the Vikings cap anymore. Kirk Cousins almost cost 17% of the cap in 2021, and it would, I think, be more if he were to play on that $45 million hit. So we have to fix that. And I want to fix it through the next couple of years. I want to make it so that the next three years, we're going to aim at a three-year window. And based on the language of Quasi and Kevin O'Connell, I think that is about in alignment with what the actual Vikings are doing. Um, if I can make it workable for the next couple of years without mortgaging one of them or having a tank year or something like that, we don't want to do any of that stuff then I would consider this a success. So how can we structure that contract? The one that doesn't destroy the Vikings, gives Kirk Cousins everything he wants, and um, makes it so that you know everybody has all the stability and security that they want while the Vikings have the flexibility that they want. So we are going to abuse the absolute hell out of void years to do this. We are going to abuse void years and restructures and signing bonus conversions a lot because those are the things that don't require a ton from the player side. So to get them, we don't have to give up much, if anything. And I think that makes them extremely efficient tools to abuse when it comes to the salary cap. So basically, all you need to understand about this contract is that I'm going to tack two void years on the end of it, and I am going to intend to restructure a whole bunch. And what's nice about that is you don't have to commit to it right away. You can restructure once, and then maybe you do it next year, maybe you don't, whatever. We'll talk about that. Um, but that's essentially what I'm doing. I'm putting void years on the end of the contract, and then I'm going to take cap hit and spread it into those void years. And then you're going to have a really nasty dead, ca dead cap hit at the end. You got to do something about, um, and we can cross that bridge when we come to it. In a word, 
I'm kicking the can down the road. And I'm really comfortable with that. I, there are a lot of people, you know, I posted this um, on, on Twitter. I put this extension on Twitter in its full detail. And a bunch of people said, well, you can't keep kicking the can down the road. I say, au contraire, I say you can. Uh, because the road doesn't end until the NFL does. And the NFL ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So I think you can keep kicking the can down the road. The cap is continues to increase and it will increase every year. Um, and I think you can just keep borrowing from future years. And then when that bill comes due, you can borrow from a future year then. And then then you can borrow from another future year. And I kind of think you can just do that in perpetuity. As long as you keep your flexibility and you don't sign contracts with no flexibility elsewhere, you're always going to have contracts to borrow from. Um, that's the way the Saints have done it. The Saints currently lead the league in cap flexibility. And I define cap flexibility as... Uh, money that can be moved around via contract restructure without the consent of the player. So they can just move money around as much as they want. They don't need to negotiate anything. So they're like, what, like 75 million over the cap? They can get under easily without cutting anybody. And that is because of the way that they have set this up. And I'm trying to set stuff up the right, the same way. So that's the broad strokes. I want to go over the details of the Cousins contract with you. And then we'll talk about the merits of it as well later in the show. But that's the deal. I'm going to do a two-year, $80 million extension, fully guaranteed, or functionally fully guaranteed, with two void years on the end, and we're going to use those void years as aggressively as we possibly can to get his cap hit down over the next three years, so 2022, 2023, 2024. He will take up significantly less of the cap than he did in previous years, and yeah, we kind of have to kick a little bit of stuff down the road, but I'm totally okay with doing that because honestly, you have to get so extreme before it actually starts punishing you that um, I'm okay with being a little bit reckless on that front. There it is in review. If that's all you care about and you don't care about the details or whatever, you get it. You Congratulations. You understand what my Kirk contract, my, my Kirk Cousins contract extension is for everybody else. Uh, we'll get into those details, but first let me talk to you about a good old gramble. You can bet on, uh, fun stuff like where will Aaron Rodgers play? I think he's like minus 400 to play in Green Bay, but you can bet on basketball or if they ever decide to play baseball, you bet, I think college softball's going on, right? Um, so you bet on that. You bet on hockey or MMA or golf or tennis or whatever you want you can go to betonline.net. It is your one-stop shop for all things grambling news, scores, odds. Get yourself that edge. Go to betonline.net and get everything you need all in one place. A player prop builder that rules. A live betting apparatus that double rules. Go to betonline.net and get a grambling. Bet online where the game starts. Hey, thanks so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day or your first watch of the day. If you're doing this on YouTube, we're on YouTube at Lockdown NFL, also on YouTube. You can find me on there on Tuesdays. Go check out that YouTube channel. Go check out all of our good old ugly mugs on uh, Lockdown NFL. Let's talk about the details of this extension. So again, I would like to reiterate because I don't think I said it hard enough at the beginning of the show. Uh... Uh, this is not, I don't necessarily endorse extending Kirk Cousins, but given that it seems like they are going to, here is a structure that I think works best. I don't even think this is a good idea because I don't think extending him at all is a good idea, but we're not here to discuss that. We're here to discuss how to extend Kirk Cousins, given that you already intend to, which I think the Vikings do. So the easiest thing to do with this contract is to take $30 million off of Kirk Cousins' $35 million base salary and convert that into signing bonus. 
this is a thing that the Vikings could do uh, and convert that into signing bonus. This is something that basically has no effect on Kirk Cousins' cash flow. He actually gets access to his money sooner. That's something that the Vikings can do without much negotiation at all because it doesn't have a material effect on Kirk Cousins' cash flow or anything. What that does is it takes however many years you're going to do for this deal, it takes that $30 million and it spreads it. This deal is going to become a five-year contract. There will be this year. I'm going to add two genuine years to it and two void years to it. That adds up to five years, which means $30 million in base salary just became $6 million a year over the next five years. Two of those are void. We will get to those. In 2023 and 2024, he will average... 40 million a year. I decided to go with 38 million and then 42 million. Don't worry too much about like the actual raw numbers or anything like that, but know that he's averaging 40 million a year, which means that his cap number in 2023 and 2024 is 44 million and 48 million. That is going to be rough and we will deal with that. Uh, but for now, the structure has to look like that for a second. And then you have two void years in 2025 and 2026, where Kirk Cousins isn't technically under contract, but you're spreading out prorated bonus throughout that. That's how void years work. All void years are are basically uh, $0 contract years that the player will automatically not play out. They will automatically walk out of that contract. Kirk Cousins would become a free agent in 2025. And then it would be like you cut him with prorated bonus left. So the Vikings would take a $12 million dead cap hit and Kirk Cousins would walk. That's what happens in 2025. We can actually probably afford to make that $12 million dead cap hit a lot worse. This is a quarterback contract. The numbers are going to get bigger. We kind of have to be okay with that. Um, but that's the general structure. And then in terms of guarantees, um, he's fully guaranteed, of course, 2022. He will, uh, I'll, I fully guaranteed 20 million of 2023 and 30 million of 2024. You could fully guarantee the whole thing if like Kirk Cousins were to demand that, that's fine. But those are the minimums that you can guarantee that make it so that there is $0 in cap savings if he were cut in each of those years, which is why I chose that number. So it is functionally an uncuttable contract. He will see that money. Now, if traded, he's actually tradable in each of those years. There's big dead cap hits, but you're trading him, so you're getting rid of money. You would be net saving money. Um, the problem is that a $38 million and then $42 million mostly guaranteed base salary isn't going to be as easy of a selling chip as it would be right now. So if you do this extension, then decide later you want to trade him, you are kind of snookering yourself. Uh, but I think that's probably a fair thing to do because, again, I'm operating under the assumption that the Vikings like Kirk Cousins. And so they are probably not going to be likely to trade him. If they like him now, what can they see to change their minds? <laughs> So now let's talk about the void years. The void years are the key to this whole thing. Not only do they spread out that big old signing bonus over a, a couple more years, therefore spreading it thinner, but they also allow us to do that again. If you notice, all of the big money that I just added to this contract has $80 million in new money. Um, all of that is in salary and salary can be converted to signing bonus. That wasn't really a smart thing to do last year when Kirk Cousins took up a whopping 17% of the cap all by himself, um, or just under 17. That wasn't a smart thing to do to get that cap hit down because there was only one year to spread things into, and that year was already a $45 million cap hit. So it didn't make a lot of sense. I am 
redoing it this time and uh, this go round, we're making it make sense to do. Now, I have an article that came out explaining this contract a little bit better and explaining what I would do with Daniel Hunter and some other things to get the Vikings under the cap. I got them to $30 million of cap space without cutting anybody. And in that, I basically said, look, he has bad cap hits the next two years, but they are restructurable cap hits. So we can essentially do the same thing where we take some chunk of bonus or some chunk of salary, convert it into bonus. You don't have to negotiate with Kirk Cousins at all. It does not change Kirk Cousins' cash flow. He does not have to really agree with this, and it's something that he doesn't even really have to pay attention to. There is no reason for him to care. Um, you can just keep doing that and spreading money into those void years. So if you are dissatisfied with that uh, $44 million cap hit in 2023, take 20 off the top of his base salary, convert it into prorated bonus. That's 5 million a year for each of the next four years. And you just save 15 mil and just generate, just conjured 15 mil of cap space. Of course, that means you are, I mean, you're paying that money off eventually, right? Um, you're just moving it into future years. So if you're uncomfortable with kicking the can down the road, you can decide not to do that and you deal with a bigger cap number. But honestly, if you're that worried about cap space, you probably just don't like Kirk Cousins in the first place. And you can push that same button in 2024. So here's the kicker. And I'm not going to go over the exact numbers here. They will just bore you. But here's here's the kicker. This is what I did with this particular uh, contract. If you did that restructure in both of the next two years, his cap hit would be 21 million in 2022, 26 million in 2023, and 33 million in 2024. And then when the contract expires and he voids out in 2025, you would get smacked in the face with a $34 million dead cap hit, which is pretty beyond the pale. However, here's what I'll say about that. A, you deferred this whole thing for three years and you made yourself a window, right? So at a certain point, yeah, that's the cost. And I accept that as a cost. For two, it's in $17 million hits each of the next two years. And that would accelerate if you let him walk. But if you like Kirk Cousins and you want to extend him again, you can further mitigate this. For three, the cap will be probably upwards of like $260 million by then. So $34 million ain't what it used to be by 2025. I would guess, super wild guess, that that's probably closer to 11 or 12% of the cap. And in terms of percentage of cap, which is always going to be the best way to, to look at this, in 2022, he would be about 10% of the cap, and then 11% of the cap the next year, and about 12% of the cap the year after. Remember, for comparison, in 2021, he cost 17% of the cap. So you are shaving a ton off of this, and you essentially have what I think the Vikings want here. Kirk Cousins, reasonable cap hit, and you have, you know, the offensive-minded head coach and all that stuff that everybody wants. If we're building around Kirk Cousins, you got to do it right. And in my opinion, this is what doing it right looks like. Yeah, it screws you over in 2025. That's a long way away. And honestly, if you get all the way to 2025 and you've restructured him twice, you probably ain't cutting him. You're probably extending him again and you're mitigating that cap hit. Um, if you don't want to, to keep him, let's say you do this extension and you get super buyer's remorse after 2022, you can trade him away and save yourself some money and, and then it becomes another team's problem. It's not going to be as efficient as of a trade, but that's what you get for being wishy-washy about this, right? If you want to trade him, trade him now. If you decide you don't want to trade him, but then change your mind next year, yeah, that's not going to be as efficient of a path. 
I want to keep explaining and talking about this, but hopefully at this point I've laid out the contract in a way that it at least is comprehensible to you. You understand what it is and whether or not you agree or disagree with it. That's great. I'm going to try to convince you a little bit here, but first let me talk to you about the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It's Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is... Why did I say it like that? That's awful. Anyways, it's covered in chocolate. <laughs> That's really tasty. Chocolate caramel. They've got like a chocolate raspberry, chocolate orange. They even have built puff. That is absolutely delicious. It's like a marshmallowy one. And they have like a marshmallow churro one. It's unreal how they actually get it to taste like you're eating marshmallow. But it's not this sugary thing. You know, 30 grams of sugar kind of nasty candy bar. It's like four grams of sugar, like 130 calories in one of these bad boys. And then like 14 grams of protein. So head on over to built.com. Whatever you buy, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all one word. And you can get 15% off. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. So at this point in the show, there's probably two minds among you. Uh, there are people who are excited about this possibility, either because the idea of extending Kirk Cousins is just exciting to you and you happen to disagree with me, in which case, thanks for sticking with me, um, or you know, you're somebody who maybe thought extending Kirk Cousins would be too expensive, but maybe I've shown you there's a way to maybe mitigate that. There's people I've convinced. And then the second mind of people is probably people I haven't convinced. Either that idea of kicking the can down the road is something you just cannot abide, um, or the idea of extending Kirk Cousins at all. And this is where I'm at, by the way. I am absolutely explaining a position and, and diving into a position and a future that I would not agree with. Um, but the idea of just having Kirk Cousins as the quarterback for three more years sounds like a nightmare. To me, that's that's where I'm at. I don't want that, but it has a lot more to do with Kirk Cousins as a player and less to do with Kirk Cousins as a cap hit. Um, so I'm not going to address that today. But if you are really, really worried about kicking the can down the road more, that's that, that's the people I want to talk to. If I've convinced you, I've already convinced you, that's great. But, but for the people who are worried about kicking the can down the road, I once again, I, I want to ev uh, evoke the authority of the Saints and the Eagles to some degree as well. Um, they, if the Saints didn't whiff at quarterback so hard on Taysom Hill, like if they did the Taysom Hill thing, but it was a guy that didn't suck, uh, that they probably are still a contender and they have a pretty decent uh, roster flexibility situation right now, despite being as far over the cap as they are. Because ultimately, how far over the cap you are in February I think we have to reevaluate how we think about that. I think a lot of the times you, know, you go to, to overthecap.com and you look at who's got the most cap space and you see who's at the bottom of the list and it's the Saints. And it's, you know, they're, they're 75 million over and you go, oh my God, they're in such a horrible situation. How are they going to weasel their way out of this one? And I think what we forget is that the Saints planned this and they knew what they, like Mickey Loomis made all the decisions that got them to this point. And they have calculators, y'all, and they know how the cap works. They know that signing the contracts that they signed would put them in that position. So you kind of need to, if you, if the burden of proof is on you. Tell me what is broken about the Saints here. A, who are they, what surprising thing happened? What changed between the last couple off seasons and now that made it so that their situation is, is less workable than what they thought? Um, and then, you know, what action are they going to have to take that they didn't already plan to take? 
because there are some cases, the Vikings have done this too, there are some cases where you sign three or four contracts and plan to cut one and say, yeah, we're going to take some dead cap on one of these. We're going to sign three or four of these players. We're going to have three years of these players. And then at the end of that, we're going to have to have a cap casualty. And we'll, you know, of these three or four players, probably one of them is not going to work out. So we'll just identify who that is and cut that player. Um, And if that was the plan all along, great. They just didn't tell us. So they're that far, that much further over the cap uh, as it looks right now when they just haven't pulled the trigger on a move they plan to pull the trigger on. That might sound like a dissatisfying appeal, appeal to authority, but think about it this way. Let's say I've got, you know, three players in front of me. I'm going to sign all of them to $100 million deals over the next five years, $20 million a year over the next five years. And that means I am going to be, let's say I've got $40 million of cap space, and if I did all of that, I signed $20 million a year, I, I've, I've signed $60 million away, I only had $40 million of space, so I'm $20 million over the cap. Um, and let's say that that is the case, you know, three years out from signing. Um, in the two years since the signing, I've gained a lot of information, and I know who I have to cut. And leaving those options open is a good thing. So I want to reevaluate the way we think about cap space entirely. I want you to forget the number on the top of the over the cap page. I want you to forget that this mil- much million over the cap, it's this many millions per year or whatever. I-, I, want you- I want you to throw it all out, throw it in the garbage. And I want you to instead think in cap flexibility. Um, I believe it was Nick Cordy at over the cap put together a great page of cap flexibility. And all it was was adding up, okay, if you do the maximum restructures without negotiating with anybody and do the max of everything, how much money can you create? Now, you wouldn't necessarily want to do that, but if you did, like, what's the maximum, right? And for the Vikings, that number is $49 million this year. And it would be more in 2023 and 2024, even after doing all of these restructure-heavy plans that I've been advocating for. They just have a lot of flexible money. And so with just strokes of a pen and no negotiation and no contention and no nothing, they could create almost $50 million of cap space out of thin air if they wanted to go maximum full on all in. Um, Obviously, they won't want to do that. And the nice thing about it is that they can push that button now. They can push that button in a month from now. They could push that button in August. They could push that button in the middle of the season. Uh, They can do whatever they want there. And so what you can what what ends up happening is that these buttons don't get pushed until like the day another guy is signed. Um, it, pick a number between one, zero and forty nine million. How much cap space do you think the Vikings need? Is it is it thirty two million? Is it is it just like quick fifteen million? Get a guard and like maybe a corner. Is it, what what's the number? Um, the, pick your number and the Vikings can conjure that without cutting anybody. That's the cap flexibility. So when I designed this extension, I designed it with the goal of maximizing cap flexibility. I've said this before, but don't think of it as numbers. And especially for me, I mean, look, I'm the kid you copied off of math class, but the reason I was always good at math in school is because I didn't try to bog myself down in tracking numbers. I was always, it's just a natural thing in my brain that I visualize numbers very well. I, I'm, I'm very good at saying, okay, you know, 10 million, 10 million, 20 million, and seeing that in a bar graph is just how my brain works. Um, and, and that's why I was the kid you copied off in math class. That's why I was always good at math. Um, and if you think about it that way and then think about it in options, think about not $40 million per year, but think about, okay, he has a contract that'll keep him here for the next three years. 
And if we want, we can generate some cap space by restructuring him over the next couple of years to ease that burden. And if we don't want to do that, we don't have to. That's the way I want you to think about this Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins extension. Um, if you can understand that, then you understand the extension. And here's the real true test. If you agree or disagree, totally valid. But the real true test is how close will this be to what the Vikings actually do? Or if they trade Kirk Cousins, what the team that trades for him will actually do. Because if a team that trades for Kirk Cousins uh, actually pulls the trigger on that, they're going to extend him to do something. So somebody's going to extend Kirk Cousins and his contract is kind of written in a way where it necessitates that. And that was very much on purpose by him. Somebody's going to extend Kirk Cousins. Uh, whatever they do, I am curious to see if it matches what I proposed to see how well I did. How closely am I thinking to the, the cap gurus of the NFL? Now, if you think I did a terrible job, you think I'm a total idiot. Oh, my God, you're going to do this. You're going to kick the can down the road. You're so irresponsible for the stupid Kirk Cousins. If you think that, then I challenge you to do a better job and send it to me at Luke Braun NFL or at Locked on Vikings on Twitter. You can use the uh, cap constructor at over the cap or the salary cap calculator. They've got great tools over there, overthecap.com. Go check that out and uh, try a better one. See if you can't do it. That, that, that follows my rules, right? We must extend Kirk cousins. We have to give him 40 million a year over the next two years. And it has to be fully guaranteed. If you think you can uh, structure a contract in a better way. I would love to see it. And I think that that's possible for sure. I'm not sitting here telling you that I'm the smartest cap dude in the world. Maybe there's somebody out there who can do a better job than me. And I want to see it. So send it to me. But we'll, we'll talk more about cap stuff um, over the course of the week. I want to do a more like comprehensive plan and I want to start talking about free agents and stuff. So we'll we'll start to get into that. It's that time of year. In the meantime, check out the uh, Locked On NFL Draft podcast because it's also that time of year. Uh, that's they're doing great stuff over there talking about prospects, scouting combines coming up and all this drama going on with scouting combine. So go go get yourself uh, caught up over there. I will see you all tomorrow. And as always, skull.